Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. underrated bands of the 80s kicking off this week's show lone justice fronted by the powerfully voiced maria mckee who at the time i believe was 18 or 19 years old and this 1985 self-titled debut was like a gateway drug for me this along with the early uh, records by jason and the scorchers just blew my young mind and said, hey, remember all those times you thought country sucked? Well, think again. And bands like Lone Justice and Jason and the Scorchers and the Long Riders and Guadalcanal Diary just introduced me to this world of cowpunk and roots rock and roots music and, by extension, folk music and authentic country music and world music and all kinds of musics that I had turned my nose up at before. And Lone Justice was one of the gateway drugs for me. And I will ever, I will forever be grateful for uh, having Lone Justice 
in my collection, and I will never forget seeing them live uh, back in 1985 at the Ritz in Roseville, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. Uh, And uh, it was the night before, it was Yom Kippur Eve. That would be the first, last, and only rock show I've gone to on Yom Kippur Eve, because just not a good idea, because uh, Yom Kippur being the Day of Atonement means come sundown, you fast, you atone for your sins, if you're really observant, you go to shul, and really, honestly, you really shouldn't be going out and, and making merry, but I was young, not quite as wise as I am. And I had just started my sophomore year at Michigan State University, and I was thousands of miles away from any and all parental units, so I felt like I could be a rogue and go to the rock show on Yom Kippur Eve because it was lone justice. And you know what? I'm not sorry I did it. It was one of the greatest rock shows I'd ever been to, just witnessing the young Maria McKee just belting it out like a young Dolly Parton backed by one of the most world-class badass bands on the planet. And at the heart of that band was drummer Don Heffington, who I remember after the show, we, we went out by the tour bus, got to meet everybody. They were really nice. I remember uh, Maria being really nice and uh, Don Heffington being a real cool dude. And then Don Heffington uh, went on to I'm like they all went on to other things there there was a second Lone Justice album which was Maria McKee and mostly a different set of guys and I didn't enjoy it as much Maria McKee embarked on a solo career uh, she is still making solo records and uh, all the other dudes from Lone Justice went off and did different things but Don Heffington made a career for himself as one of the most in-demand drummers on the planet. Now, even before Lone Justice, he played with Emmylou Harris's Hot Band, and after Lone Justice, he played with a murderer's row of awesome musical forces of nature. Most notably, Bob Dylan. He's been playing with Dylan for decades. But to just give you an idea of some of the folks that uh, Don Heffington played with. He, let me go ahead and uh, bring this up here. Oh, he played with folks like Lowell George, uh, Jackson Brown, Victoria Williams, the Wallflowers, the Jayhawks, Joanna Newsome. He even played with Adam Sandler. He played with Ricky Lee Jones, Sam Phillips, Dwight Yoakam, Lucinda Williams, Big Joe Turner, Cheryl Crow, Kathleen Edwards, Vic Chestnut. Peter Case, Dave Alvin, the list goes on. Big Mama Thornton, Don Heffington played with a lot of heavy hitters. And we're speaking of Don Heffington today, uh, and we're kicking off today's show with that rollicking opening track from the first Lone Justice album, East of Eden, propelled by the expert drumming of Don Heffington, because we lost Don Heffington earlier this week. March 23rd, at the age of 70, we lost Don Heffington. So in honor and in memory of the late, great Don Heffington, we're bookending today's show with tracks from the legendary 
self-titled Lone Justice debut album. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And right about now you're going, Greenberg, what, what's on today's show? And I am so glad that you asked. So, today is kind of what we're referring to as the first quarterly report. If I may get corporate on your ass. So, that sounds painful. Oh, man, you better watch out for him. He's going to get corporate on your ass. Uh, if, if I can get corporate on your ass for a second here, we're, we're doing the first quarterly report, meaning it is March 26th as I am recording this, meaning we are just mere days away from wrapping up the first quarter of 2021. My, how time flies. And, and, and let's not uh, gloss over the fact that it's been a year since the pandemic began. I'm grateful to say I'm still here and I'm hoping that you're here with me. And if you're here with me, I'm grateful that you're here with me. So uh, all that aside, uh, it is the end of the first quarter, meaning this is a perfect opportunity to look back and go, what are some of our favorite records of the year so far? So since we're only like three months in, it, it's pretty easy. And I counted and there's about 10 records that we're going to spend some quality time with. Just a little bit of a Whitman sampler, if you will. The uh, best of the first quarter of 2021. And in addition to that, we've got a couple of new releases that I'm super excited about. We've got the latest record from Meryl Garbus who records under the gnome de plume tune yards along with her partner nate brenner this will be album number five for tune yards their first since 2018 and that's if you're not including the 2019 score for the film sorry to bother you so th that's a, a bunch of hairs we can split later uh, but we're going to spend quality time with the brand new Tune Yards record called Sketchy. Plus, I am super excited about this. As you may or may not remember, last year we played you some tracks from an EP called Ghost of Room 2. And uh, Ghost of Room is Mike Doty, formerly of Soul Coughing, and he of his own solo career of the past several years, along with bassist Andrew Scrap Livingston. They put out a three-song EP in the middle of last year, and about a week ago, quite by accident, I found out that uh, they had dropped a full-length record called Ghost of Room 1. And... Like I said, when we played the Ghost of Vroom EP, that is clearly a reference to the very first Soul Coughing album, Ruby Vroom. And I theorized that that was the case. And, it, well, it doesn't take an idiot to make that kind of leap. <laughs> and Lord knows I can be that kind of idiot. But uh, suffice it to say, I read some of the uh, press and... There was actually a time when Mike Doty was considering putting Soul Coughing back together, but instead we have Ghost of Room. And if you're a fan of Soul Coughing, you are going to dig this. And if you're not familiar with the music of Soul Coughing and you just like really cool, creative, groundbreaking, rhythmic, melodic music, not only are you going to dig Ghost of Room, but you're going to dig Tune Yards. I think that both of these records complement each other quite nicely if i do say so myself 
However, moving right along, the first set, the first full set of today's show, uh, we are going to crack into our first uh, set of our first quarterly report. A Fistful of Songs from A Fistful of Records from the first quarter of 2021 that we dig. And how appropriate is it that the first song comes to us from Mr. Jason Ringenberg, a mensch among men, one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in the music industry. He was the front man of Jason and the Scorchers, who I mentioned just a few moments ago. Jason and the Scorchers, along with Lone Justice, being the gateway drug that just opened my mind and my soul to so much awesome music. And, well, it's been many years since a Jason and the Scorchers record, but Jason has been dropping a lot of solo joints lately, and this new one is probably one of the best. It's called Rhinestone, and this one's called The Freedom Rides Weren't Free. Give what they received 
Nonviolence was sacred to all that they believed. Those freedom rides were free, no, those freedom rides were free. A toll was paid in blood and soul, south of Tennessee. You can't quote your politics or U.S. history.
dog is barking and the floor needs a scrubbing. One of them is toddling and one is crawling. One's on the way.
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. In that last set of music, part one of our first quarterly report of 2021, a fistful of tracks from a fistful of albums that we have been enjoying in the first quarter of the year. At the top of the set, Jason Ringenberg, his latest solo album. Jason, of course, frontman of the legendary Jason and the Scorchers. Jason's latest album, Rhinestoned, uh, came out earlier this year, actually earlier this month. I got my copy earlier because I got on the uh, or the crowdsourcing bandwagon and uh, made my uh, donation last year because, hey, new Jason Ringenberg record. Uh, the Freedom Rides Weren't Free comes to us from Jason's Rhinestone. Also in there, singer-songwriter Garrison Starr, the album Girl I Used to Be. We spent some quality time with that a few weeks back. From Garrison Starr's Girl I Used to Be, we heard The Devil in Me. That was followed by the legendary Loretta Lynn. The living legend, Loretta Lynn. Her 50th, count them, 50th album. When you drop 50 albums, you can be as badass as Loretta Lynn. I would... I would say that Loretta Lynn has the 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell says you need to be an expert. I would say Loretta Lynn probably has 10 times that. So, uh, leaving all the, uh, the uh, hyperbole aside, Loretta Lynn is indeed a living legend. Her latest album, Still Woman Enough, came out very recently. From that record, we heard her duet with Margot Price, One's On The Way. Uh, we also heard brand new music from Esther Rose. Uh, the album How Many Times just dropped yesterday. And, uh, well, I got my copy a couple weeks early because of kind promo people who like to send things out early. Esther Rose's last album, You Made It This Far, was one of our top 10 records of 2019. As a matter of fact, it was number three, right behind a couple of dudes named Sturgill and Bruce. And When You Go is the track that we heard from how many times. Singer-songwriter Esther Rose originally grew up in Michigan, not unlike yours truly, but currently resides in New Orleans, very much unlike yours truly. Uh, we wrap things up with the one new composition from Steve Earle and the Duke's album JT. Uh, the song Last Words was written specifically for this compilation, you may recall, uh, last fall, Justin Towns Earl, the son of Steve Earl, passed away way too early at the age of 38. And Steve Earl does what he does best. He throws himself into his work in good times and bad. And he immediately got into the studio with the Dukes, recorded an album of his son's music, and wrapped up the collection with Last Words, which is a song that the more I like it, the, or the more I hear it, the more I like it. Uh, JT came out early this year. I believe it was probably one of the first new releases of 2021. It was certainly the first new release of 2021 that I gave a shit about. So there you have it. There you go. Part two 
of our first quarterly report later on in today's show. And with that, hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And moving right along, a brand new album that's been out for a week. It's one of those records that we didn't know that we needed. And when I say we, I mean I. I didn't realize I needed this until I heard it, and didn't realize it was coming out until the day it dropped. So th- th- those are always fun things. I'm like, I like knowing that, like, hey, a new album from so and so is dropping soon. But I think I get a greater deal of delight. I like that greater deal of delight. I get a greater deal of delight just accidentally stumbling upon, oh, this artist I like. Or this band I like has a new album and it's out now. Yay for me. So that was the case with Ghost of Vroom. Uh, you may recall, or maybe you don't recall. Maybe you've got Amnesia. Uh, but last year, there was a three-song EP from Ghost of Vroom. Ghost of Vroom being Mike Doty, who has been a solo artist for the last several years, and he was the front man of one of my favorite 90s bands, Soul Coughing, a band out of New York, who combined hip-hop and beat poetry and jazz and recorded three albums that didn't quite make them household names, but earned them a little bit of alt-rock radio airplay with songs like Super Bon Bon and Circles. And I was a huge fan of Soul Coughing, especially the first two records, and got to see them exactly one and a half times. Yes, you heard me right. So the first time I saw them was at the Majestic Theater in Detroit, and it was Friday night, and I went with my friend Dave, and the opening bands went on, and Soul Coughing, I guess, had some kind of logistical hiccup, so they didn't show up until late, and Dave was like, I got an early flight tomorrow. We can't stay here all night. And I was grumbling and I contemplated the thought of disappearing into the crowd. This was in a day and age before cell phones. And I just contemplated disappearing into the crowd and being a real dick. And then having him go at the end of the night, man, I'm glad we stayed. But I decided not to be a dick. And we left like maybe about a half an hour, 45 minutes into the show and I just I I was really enjoying what I was hearing so far and didn't want to leave and in retrospect if I could go back in time I would have scoured the crowd for somebody to get a ride home with um but you know I was deciding to to be a mensch for my friend Dave who we also called the mensch that was his nickname still is but I digress I remember just leaving there and just you know, feeling ashamed to be walking out. And I just wanted to tell the bouncer, it's like, I'm leaving against my will. I love this band and it hurts me. It hurts every fiber of my being to leave this. But uh, I got to see Soul Coughing again. They were part of a multi-band bill uh, at this really cool outdoor uh, venue called the Phoenix Amphitheater in Pontiac, Michigan. Uh, It was a festival put on by the local alt-rock station and it was a killer bill with beck and pavement soul coughing and sloan and like it was a murderer's row of fine quality musical entertainment that night 
And then a couple of years ago, my friend Margaret and I got to see Dodie solo at the Visualite, and he was playing all of Ruby Vroom in its entirety. Ruby Vroom being the very first soul coughing record, and it was fucking awesome. And even then, you could tell that, uh, you know, Dodie was at the point where he was considering uh, dipping his toes back into that sonic stew that was so flavorfully uh, concocted by Soul Coughing back in the day. And here we are. Last year, we got a three-song EP from Ghost of Room, which is Mike Doty, along with bassist Andrew Scrap Livingston. Uh, a really cool three-song EP called Ghost of Room. One, or it was called Ghost of Room 2. And even then I was going, well, what the fuck happened to Ghost of Room 1? Well, here it is. Ghost of Room 1 is the full-length album, which dropped about a week ago. His intention was to form Soul Coughing again, which surprised me because he had went on record saying, you know, me and the other guys really just don't get along. And I had read an article yesterday saying that he approached the guys and quickly backed out of it because those... uh uh, the, the, the lack of uh, harmony still existed, but he decided he still wanted to go ahead and revisit this sonic landscape. And man, am I glad that they decided to do that. So while it's not soul coughing, it is still the same peer, same spirit as soul coughing. And the album was produced by Mario Caldado Jr., best known for his work with the Beastie Boys. Uh... Like I said, it's been out for about a week. Took my first listen to it and like automatically just fell in love with this. And uh, this has a strong shot at being on our year-end top 10 list. Although, is it really too early to start talking about it? I don't know. I think I'm just going to shut up and we're going to listen to a fistful of tracks from Ghost of Room 1 from Mike Doty and Andrew Scrap Livingston. This one's called More Bacon Than the Pan Can Handle. Yeah! More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. I roll a dot sun into a creek of dreams. Jinko jeans and a modern screens. Doppler in the mist. Inflate the vest. Steve Austin in true west. Don't frown, howl like Don Powell Joan Murray and your hurry and the dairy end Freak Fury and Curry on Adrian's wall Sam Goody in the Newburgh Mall More bacon than the pan can handle More bacon than the pan can handle More bacon Void coefficient, vitamin C deficient Take omega, tincture, wine and fago Tilapia, non-mean tilapia Nick's menstrua, dwelling in Albertia Araya, rain, blood, nucky empire Fed a sow, hog, lady, the log As the man of fell, man of fort, starwood and aspen Tramps caught in amber, angle of the camber Stop. 
to kneel, I flex the field Unreal like a shell Nikki Quell, bottom of a well, Murakami Mahoney, salami, salami Get rich, get kitch, dig a ditch I'm high, edamami, Svetlana Alexievich
thoughts and lyric Oh, and lands a plan You go to red sticks And I'll call you blood Don't you wait, won't be for sure I'm a Cadillac game, bless the solo Deep, deep on the pillow, sleep in a blue state Don't scratch the rug Sugar time. 
goddamn right I got the motor oil Ghost on the park is Black Lake Town Mine like a wine top Here we stay Here that's the fine fine Bad credit, no credit Yeah. Uh-huh. 
nondescript man Where trophies in the hole James Caesar Sancton Sends codes out to control All your good men They inform and they conspire James Caesar Sancton Is singing down the wire James Jesus Angleton James Jesus Angleton James Jesus Angleton James Jesus Afternoon of three, we end the war. James Jesus Angleton goes drinking at the shore. Boil your agents, we will kill them or they'll flee. James Jesus Angleton is singing to the sea. James Jesus Angleton. James Jesus and James Jesus By virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. In that last set of music, a fistful of tracks from Ghost of Vroom 1, the first full-length album from Ghost of Vroom, a.k.a. Mike Doty and Andrew Scrap Livingston, 
From Ghost of Room, we heard more bacon than the pan can handle. 50,000 bonus miles. I hear the axe swinging. Bad credit, no credit. And James Jesus Angleton. Hey, everybody. It's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And right about now, we are going to dive headlong into part two of our first quarterly report. This is basically a review of the albums that we're digging during the first quarter of the year. In hour one, we treated you to a fistful of tracks from a fistful of records. And just, it's, it's, it's very symmetrically cool that there just happen to be 10 albums that we have on our radar that we've been spending quality time with. Some more than others, some may end up on the year-end top 10 list. Some may not. Uh, At the end of the uh, first half of the year, there may be 20 records, there may be 25, there may be 30. Who can tell? That is the beauty of this crazy thing called life. So, uh, kicking off, part two of our first quarterly report is one of the more mainstream selections. And... It's funny that we call it mainstream because, well, the Foo Fighters had their roots in the quote-unquote alternative. It's funny how the alternative became the mainstream. But I absolutely have no issues with Foo Fighters. They're one of those bands that, regardless of whether you consider them alternative or mainstream, uh, Dave Grohl and company have always been okie-dokie with me, and I'm seriously digging Medicine at Midnight. Uh, The Foos are embracing the groove, and I'm digging it, and it's one of those albums that just makes me happy to have ears at work, and I especially am digging the title track. Uh, It's just so infectious, no pun intended, and I didn't realize this until I was reading an article about it, but apparently uh, with this particular song, they were going for a David Bowie Let's Dance vibe. And when I listen to it afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I can low-key see that. It's it's not totally in your face, but once you've read the intention and then you hear it, you can you can hear it. And it features the legendary Omar Hakim, the drummer and percussionist best known for his work with folks like Bowie and Dire Straits and Sting. And with that, I'm going to shut up and we're going to listen to the title track of Foo Fighters' Medicine at Midnight.
Every morning we burn the bread Walk it down to the water's edge See the seagulls eat cigarettes Check your breath in a spoon All your stuff in the storage shed Twisted sheets on the trundle bed And the antipsychosis meds Made you feel all marooned Last summer at the shore when I was working Cleaning carpets at some hotel that was haunted By some sailor who supposedly was murdered After losing all his treasure in the harbor That's back when I found romance in these ghosts I was honestly more bothered Damn it. 
dance in the East Coast This coffee's cold This toast is gross I no longer see the romance in the East Coast I don't wanna be on those bills How'd they make you numb? Find another way to get my fill
Something from the dark came down the night John Rufus died. It landed on the window sill and there it cried all night. We could not see the shape of it. Wailing filled the air. We knew not what it looked like, but we knew why it was there. That
You've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. In that last set of music, part two of our first quarterly report, a fistful of tracks from a fistful of albums that we are currently digging as the first quarter of 2021 rapidly comes to a conclusion. At the top of the set, Foo Fighters from their groove-laden new album, Medicine at Midnight, followed immediately by a track from the brand new record from the Hold Steady Open Door Policy, their first full-length album with Franz Nikolai since his return. And I say that with an asterisk, knowing full well that the record that they put out two years ago was just really a collection of singles. Not that we weren't overjoyed to have it, but I am nothing if not a stickler for accuracy. From the Hold Steady's Open Door Policy, we heard Unpleasant Breakfast, which just really sounds very colorful. I'm like, I'm trying... You know, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it's the meal that you're having as you're just just really coming back to life. So if you're really having an unpleasant breakfast, that is just muy not to bueno. Just especially if they're going, okay, um, that first cup of coffee will will not arrive for another 20 minutes and if you're having an unpleasant breakfast to begin with not having that coffee is just an invitation to dance and when i say dance i mean to 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 to, to throw down with fists and knives and and um uh, whoopee cushions uh, because i'm trying to make this ridiculous here uh, <laughs> after the food fighters after the hold steady smack dab in the middle of the set what I am currently embracing is my favorite record of the year so far. And if you put a gun to my head, and please do not put a gun to my head, but if you were put putting a metaphorical gun to my head and said, Greenberg, what is your favorite record of the year so far? I would say, number one, put that goddamn gun away. And number two, I would say, my favorite record of the year so far is Goat Girls on All Fours. I could have picked so many different tracks to highlight and it was really difficult i i almost had to do an eeny meeny miny mo but i ultimately went with anxiety feels because i know what anxiety feels like and i want to give love to all the community out there who deals with anxiety and depression because it's not fun but if you do something about it you will reap the rewards of a much better life and i say that from experience so, and plus, musically, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album, Goat Girl, and Anxiety Feels from On All Fours. Also in there, here's a band that has been around forever. I got on board back around 2012 with the album Women in Work, and that album, every album since then, has made our top ten. And I am about ready to declare them the official, unofficial house band of fall. Because the more I listen and love the music of Lucero, the more I become convinced that they just have this very autumnal feel in a lot of their music. And they put out a record earlier this year called When You Found Me. 
And my early favorite from this record is Coffin Nails. That's what we heard wrapping things up with the brand new record from the Delvon Lamar organ trio. And I think this one has a really strong shot at making our top 10 at the end of the year. If you know anything about me, you know I am a sucker for Hammond B3 organ music. And Delvon Lamar, if you're a fan of the Hammond B3 like I am, Delvon Lamar organ trio. They incorporate the best elements of folks like Jimmy Smith and Booker T and the MGs and add some special sauce all their own and some secret sauce and some secret special sauce and some special secret sauce and all kinds of sauces and all of the sauces. And they came out with their third album. Well, technically their second studio album, I should say. So far, there has been a studio album, a live album, and now another studio album called I Told You So, and that's exactly how you should say it. And from Delvon Lamar, organ trios, I Told You So, we heard their interpretation of George Michael's Careless Whisper, which never really considered myself to be a big fan of George Michael, although much respect to him. I respect his craft. But, you know, the the George Michael Wham thing never really been my cup of tea. But with Delvon Delvon Lamar's interpretation of Careless Whisper, I'm really appreciating the craft behind this song. And I think that their version of Careless Whisper is probably not only my favorite song off the album so far, but it's probably one of my favorite songs of the year so far. And I never tire of hearing this. It, you know, it's a song that you not you don't just listen to it. You you engulf your song in this. Engulf your song in this. What I meant to say was engulf yourself in this. You luxuriate in this song. You wrap this song around you like a thick, velvety, warm blanket, a weighted blanket at that. So from Delvon Lamar, Organ Trios, I Told You So, we wrapped up the set with Careless Whisper. If you couldn't already figure that out. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And with that, we find ourselves at the gates to our last full set of today's show, a set in which we will be spending quality time with the brand new record from Tune Yards. It's called Sketchy, and I dig the fact that Sketchy as a title, and all the titles of the songs, are all rendered in lowercase, and I am a huge fan of lowercase. I should probably run for the president of the E.E. Cummings fan club based on that alone. Not only that, but the Sketchy, the title, has a period at the end, which is grammatically incorrect, but as a title, I kind of sort of dig it. Ain't gonna lie. So, Tune Yards is the brainchild of former puppeteer-turned-multi-instrumentalist Meryl Garbus, straight out of Oakland, California. She is a vocalist, a ukuleleist. Is that the correct word? I'm gonna say it is. She is a vocalist, ukuleleist, and percussionist, and the songwriter of all of these gems. Uh, she is at the heart of Tune Yards. Her partner in music and life, Nate Brenner, lays down the bass, and she has been creating groundbreaking music since album number one. I 
learned of Tune Yards back in 2011 when they dropped album number two, the album called Who Kill, which made our top ten that year. And ever since then, I've been a fan, and I am looking forward to sharing this new Tune Yards record with you. It's a record that, if you if you choose to go deep, there's uh, lyrics of substance, uh, lyrics to make you think, but there's also grooves to make you dance, to make you shake your booty. This is one of these cool, versatile albums where you can go ahead and free your mind and your ass will follow, or you could free your ass and your mind will follow. You can think and you can dance. You can do one or the other. You could do both. That's the beauty of an album like Tune Yard Sketchy. And we're going to go ahead and spend some quality time with a fistful of tracks from Sketchy. For whatever reason, I'm gravitating towards the last half of the album. So there's 11 tracks, although uh, one of them, Silence Part 2, is a wonderful case of truth in advertising. It is actually about a minute of silence. So it would be mean if I just played that. So, uh, for whatever reason, I'm gravitating towards the second half, although the album's been out for about a day, which means I get to look forward to spending more quality time with it and really just embracing all the nuances. In the meantime, we're going to embrace the nuances of the second half of this record. Brand new music from Tune Yards. This one's called Hold Yourself. Children, parents were children, all of the time. Parents, they made us, they tried to raise us, but 
Sometimes I nod and say I know Other times I breathe in, breathe out, shake my head No, no, no Cause Easter eggs reveal themselves from beneath the melted snow
children screaming at her, pounding fists upon the rotting wooden floor. My neighbor held the key to my survival. I made sure to lock the door.
By virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A fistful of tracks from the brand new Tune Yards record sketchy in that last set of music at the top of the set, Hold Yourself, followed by Sometime, Under Your Lip, My Neighbor, and we wrap things up with Be Not Afraid. Hey everybody, it's Debts No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and we are going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kick things off with a track from the legendary 1985 self-titled debut from Lone Justice. We kick things off with East of Eden in memory of Don Heffington, the Lone Justice drummer from the early days of the band. He passed away on March 23rd at the age of 70. Uh, as we said earlier in today's show, he has played with so many others, most notably aside from Lone Justice, folks like Emmy Lou Harris, Bob Dylan, and the Watkins Family Hour. Uh, in recent years, most known for his work with Dylan, but for me, my introduction to Don Heffington was with Lone Justice, and that's why we're paying special attention to the first Lone Justice record. Uh, like I said, we kicked off today's show with East of Eden. We're wrapping things up with one of the singles from the record. Uh, I believe there were two singles. There was a Sweet Sweet Baby I'm Falling, which 
was the song that made me fall in love with Lone Justice. And then there's the very first single that they released, a song co-written by a couple of dudes by the name of Tom Petty and Mike Campbell. As a matter of fact, you can hear Petty's version of Ways to be Wicked on one or more of the box sets honoring the late, great Tom Petty. But uh, we are going to play for you going out uh, the LJ version of Ways to be Wicked, which is a great song. Uh, whether you're hearing the Petty version or this version. And since this is the ver- first version many folks heard, um, I think it's safe to say that Maria McKee kind of motherfucking owns it. So, And if you've never heard it before, you are in for a treat. And if you're a fan of Petty, yet another reason to admire his genius. So we're going to wrap things up with Lone Justice's Ways to be Wicked. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care. Be safe and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl because they understand.